Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. Today was move-in day. Whoop, whoop. Actually, it was kind of a two-day move-in day, wasn't it? We got unexpected love on Friday. Unexpected love? Question well, mark? I think had we had brought our stuff with us then, they, she would have let us put it in the office. Well, yeah, and then we'd have been able to finish moving in, like put up a shelf and all that shit today. Right. Well, maybe not. Well, we probably would have gone to Ikea this morning instead of going to the office first. Right. And then had lunch and then, and then put up there. the stuff. Yep. Anyway. I think that it's going to be nice to have a place to be that's ours. I think so, too. I think that when we go, if we go tomorrow afternoon to set up the shelf and everything to get it done before Monday morning, cool. If we don't, we don't. But I think it'll be nice like when we get there at the ass crack of dawn on Monday morning <laughs> to like be able to have my Slack open and my ClickUp open and like a bunch of other stuff like tiled on one monitor and then have one to work on. That's my life plan. Nice. Lucky you. Jackie. Now we need to get you monitors. Eh, not yet. I'm in no hurry. Eventually. So I was trolling through Netflix and I was looking through their Netflix originals. Yeah. And I came upon this, called it a short series or something like that. Well, yeah, it's probably what, like eight episodes? Yeah. And it's called When They See Us. Might be four, four episodes. And it's based upon a real story of the Central Park Five. Okay. Who the heck are the Central and Park Five? Central Park Five were falsely convicted. There's Antron McRae, Kevin Richardson, Yusef Salam, Raymond Santana, and Corey Wise. Those are the Central Park Five. Okay. They were convicted falsely of raping Trisha Melly in 1989. And between them, they spent between 6 and 13 years in prison. The real perpetrator, whose name was Matias Reyes, wouldn't be known until 2002. Which is crazy. Especially since he was in the same area and convicted of a bunch of other, like, convicted of other things and performing other sexual assaults in the same time period. And it said they found DNA at the scene. Why was this DNA never, like, why was there never some kind yeah, of they flag? railroaded those kids. And, like, it says here that the Reyes guy was born in Puerto Rico in 71 and he moved to New York City as a child. And at school reports, this is where our system fails right here, because I've seen this firsthand with four different kids. I've seen this thing. School reports noted his IQ as being in the 70s and described him as being emotionally disturbed. He later told psychiatrists that he had been sexually assaulted as a small child. Okay. So that's where our system fails us, because this guy went and brutally raped this woman uh -huh. and did a whole bunch of other crimes, apparently. Four other women and murdered one. And people noticed the problems with him 
and called him emotionally disturbed early on. But the system doesn't have anything in place that can force the parents to get help Imagine for that. their kid. Or no, not even force. Let them know that they think their kid is a sociopath so that they can take the proper measures. Yeah, see, those little spots like that are where I sometimes differ with libertarian thinking. Because I can see making it a really strong suggestion that you might kind of sort of want to do this. I can see that. Okay. And I can buy into that. I think that's fair. But yet, most libertarians would not buy into that because there's force involved. Well, but if you're just telling the parents that you've done some testing and their kid is a sociopath, you're not forcing them to do anything. Do you think that would change anything? I think responsible parents would at least get their kid a shrink. So you think that most parents don't know this about their kid? I think that some parents are so freaking absent from their kid's life that it would take a sledgehammer hitting them in the face with the information for them to notice. So you think that most parents just miss it? Yeah. What causes them to miss it? Busy. Want to know what I think causes them to miss it? What? I was watching today when we were at Ikea, and there was a kid who was, like, lounging around on this display and, like, leaning on this thing and leaning on that thing. The mom was busy reading the card that was attached to the product. So you think they're not paying any attention? The dad had one foot up on the cart and the other hand on his phone, and he was reading something or watching a video on his phone. Okay. They paid zero attention to that child. And that is why parents miss things with their kids. This show that we've been watching, they made a big deal out of the fact that they're from low-income single-parent families. All five of them. Yes. And so... Think about it, because when this happened was 1989, nobody had a cell phone that they were carrying around with them at Ikea. But single parent. Can't pay as much attention. Got to be working probably long hours to keep food on the table. Parents all seem like hardworking people, at least portrayed in this. Like at the beginning when the dad was, I got to go to work or I'm going to get fired. Right. You know? Right. So. They don't have any time. They don't have the time. So somebody needs to tell them, especially the school. They know what kind of neighborhood they're in. They know what kind of students these are. They know they're from single parent, low income families. Why aren't they trying to help out and paying enough attention and pointing that kind of stuff out to the parents? Because they're the ones who spend the most time with the kids. I think that even to some people, the mere mention of it to the parents is going to be akin to forcing them to do something because you're forcing them to recognize something that maybe they want to look the other way on. I mean, I know that's stupid, but that's what some people would say. That would be their like their go-to is like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. And I say BS. I call BS on that. Giving somebody a reality check isn't force. Right. And I think, though, that the result would probably be a lot of parents being shamed into making sure they took care of it. And I hate putting it that way, but that's what I think the ultimate result would be, because I think I personally but don't agree with you, and I think that at least 50% of the parents have seen it in their kid, and they've recognized it in their kid, and they've chosen to look the other way. I'll give you that. 50% seems like a reasonable reasonable one to go with. But okay, schools already shame you. Why do you think they send like extra progress reports if your kid is below average? And grades? Oh, They're you know, because shame you. you know, it's not shame. Yes, it is. They're trying. No, it's not. Come on. They're trying to show you how well your child is doing. It just so happens that your child's not doing that well. That's not their fault. It. They only send it. I remember asking Alyssa, why are, why is everybody else getting a progress record, but not you? And she looked at me like I was an idiot because you know, that's what Alyssa does when I ask her a question like that. And she said, 
because my grades aren't low and you know the elicitone the sassy elicitone or she thinks why don't you know this you dumbass you went to school once not to mention yeah. in a different country <laughs> right let's let's just forget about that part anyway but they already shame you yeah you know it's kind of funny because as i think about it Alyssa, her attitude exactly like me okay and ashley's attitude exactly like me then why isn't Alyssa's attitude and ashley's attitude the same they kind of are ashley chooses not to show you she hides it better so she chooses not to show you whereas Alyssa, you like today something was bothering her it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with us but something was bothering her uh-huh. and it was clear that something was bothering her but don't dare ask her what's bothering her Fair enough. Because you'll get told nothing. And if you ask, are you sure? She'll yell at you. Not worth it. Proving that something you did was wrong. Right. It's just not worth it. <laughs> so I let it go when I see that. Uh-huh. I look the other way. But it bothers me because it makes me uncomfortable that I can't go to her and ask her without her getting mad. But then I think about it, and that's how I've been in my past life. And I've tried I've been trying to change that going forward to where when someone comes to help me. I accept the help. I don't act like I don't need it. That makes sense? Yes, but I just, I'm not understanding how we got here or why. Because of her and her, that's how she is. She's exactly like that. And so is my oldest daughter. They're both like that. And one covers it up better than the other one. That's all. Okay. Back to school shaming well, One used to not cover it up <laughs> that well. Back to school shaming you into doing better things for your kids. They do it with clo- with the clothes your kids wear. They do it with parents who don't send their kids to school with adequate lunches. Okay, you know what? Shame. You know what's really interesting? What? When her friend was the principal yeah. of the school near where we lived, she came on board after the principal who wound up going to the school district to work and by all descriptions wasn't super well liked by the parents okay and she took over for him so she could have pretty much you know done anything she wanted and people probably would love her because she wasn't him Uh but instead she looked at the situation and she realized like the clothing thing that you talked about she's like yeah that's kind of a problem there's a lot of kids can't afford that so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna create a uniform with blue dicky pants and a t-shirt with a cougar on it that's the uniform uh-huh. and it's going to be gray and blue and then the pants will be blue. And she then negotiated a good deal for the prices and she sold it to the parents at the cheapest possible price to not make a profit. Okay. Okay. Then she said like she got pushback on that. And she said, look, it's because everybody's going to look exactly the same. They're all going to look the same. So it's going to have the benefit that when kids are roaming through the neighborhoods to go home and they do something bad. They're identifiable. We know what school they came from, for sure. We don't have to do any work. And she said it also takes the whole, oh, I wear Gucci shirts and you don't, out of the picture. Yeah. You're all dressing the same way. And then for the second year, what she did was she told people that were in the older grades. Yeah. She asked them to donate their shirts and their shorts and, you know, pants and whatever. Yeah. She had them professionally dry cleaned. Cost her like two dollars an item or something like that Uh and then went ahead and sold it to parents at an even much cheaper price he would sell it to the parents at the rate it cost you to get it dry cleaned basically Uh yeah exactly so they got a good deal Uh and it was able to continually be perpetually moved on from one place to the other but it addressed that 
that gap in income that exists in that area. Uh And it was good for the kids to do that. But there was a lot of people who hated the idea. And of course, when she left, the second year principal was there, they didn't rock the boat the first year. But second year, they did away with it. Interesting. And it was working so well. And like, we noticed that there was a complete reduction in how many kids would go to the office to complain about someone talking crap about them like that. Interesting. And before it was a huge number and then all of a sudden it went down to next to nothing. I don't know. I think there's something to be said for, you know, uniforms like that in a school environment. I think that people use your clothes. They use your hair. Right. They use your what glasses frames you're wearing. If you wear glasses, the fact that you wear glasses. I mean, they use so many different things about physical features to use it against you. But the reality is they don't know who the hell you are. Yeah. It's not nice. It's not nice. It's not nice. It's not nice. Certainly not nice. Not even a little bit. And I think. That you're a lunatic? How to put it. I believe that people are happy not knowing all that stuff. So? I'm happier not knowing about a lot of stuff too, but I still need to know about it. Like, I'd be much happier if I never knew about, say, I don't know, a bank account having zero dollars in it. I'm much happier if I don't have that stress in my life, right? But should I know that? Well, if I want to live in a house, I probably should. Yeah. And so if your kid is a sociopath or somebody suspects that your kid might be, then I feel like that's your bubble of happiness that somebody's entitled to burst. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So your kid doesn't go off and rape five people and murder one later in life. Just a thought. The dude worked at a deli. Uh Uh-huh. And he slept in his van near the deli. Okay. He had raped before, multiple times. and investigators apparently never connected that Melly's rape was similar to a rape that had occurred just two days earlier, or they would have never been able to convict these boys. I wonder if that was accidentally missed or purposely missed for like a quick conviction that somebody pushed through, you know? I like that. He finally got caught on August 5th, 1989. He followed his final victim into her 91st street apartment and raped her. She managed to escape and run for help, summoning a neighbor and her doorman who apprehended Reyes until police arrested him. Authorities quickly identified him as the serial criminal named the East Side Slasher for the apartment invasion rapes, and Reyes confessed to the crimes in detail under interrogation. His DNA was later found to match that of three victims, including Gonzalez. Reyes accepted a plea bargain, agreeing to serve 33 years to life in prison. At his 1991 sentencing, he punched his lawyer and had to be carried out by his guards. The judge recommended Reyes be imprisoned for life. Okay. He then, I guess, met Corey Wise, one of the Central Park Five, when they were in prison together in Rikers. Um, they got into a fight over the television, then they encountered each other again in the prison yard. They had a nice conversation, apparently. Reyes felt guilty for the fact that Wise was still in prison for a crime he didn't do. So he came forward to confess to raping and nearly murdering Melly in 1989. So the real killer was already in jail when he confessed to... Uh-huh. Well, I guess that's kind of nice. For, for a different crime. If you know you did it and you're already in prison for life, what the hell does it hurt? Well, yeah, it doesn't hurt anything. To get five other people out of prison. It doesn't hurt anything, but it also didn't help anything. So it helped them, but it didn't help him in any way. So my point is he could have just been a selfish bastard and not done anything. Well, yeah. But he didn't. So there's that. Well, I guess you can be rapey and considerate of others. It's a shocker, huh? <laughs> I'm just going to forget that fact. <laughs> a shocker but yeah anyway anyway 
That's the show we're watching right now. I think this show is going to be really good and hold my attention because so far I've really enjoyed it. Well, remember the rule. We can only watch the show until we only have enough time before bed to watch something else or I won't sleep. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. But talking about sleeping. Good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Scary creatures. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.